Good morning. This is the Eager Beaver Show. You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver Media Podcast. The True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum, and the Peppermaster, hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. Good morning and hello kids and welcome to season three and episode number 236 of the Daily Beaver Morning Show here on the Cryer Media Network. Yeah, today, recording day is Monday, October 30th, All Hallows Eve. For those who really like to celebrate, lots of people in the costumes downtown over the course of the weekend because here the student ghettos, lots of sexy everythings. <laughs> sexy nurse, sexy garbage collectors, sexy scientists, sexy. <laughs> hey, and then a few Chewbacca's. There you go. I'm your host, the Eager Beaver, pronouns he, him, he, Mr. Beaver, eh? And with me, as always, is my good friend, Mr. Grizzly. We have a Monday morning nibble because we have a tight turnaround and a hard exit today. And weather-wise, I have not checked the weather network, and it's even darker mm. today than it was last week, of course. I have no clue. It's pitch black when I look outside the window. So uh, I'm going to say it's, well, it is raining a bit. Raining. Though, however, so. Yeah, expecting rain and snow. Oh, yay. <laughs> yeah, we're expecting rain and snow today. Uh, it's one degree okay. here. I guess there's a big delay this morning. Nope, no delay. How's your mental health today, sir? It's not, not too bad. Uh, physical health is a little off, though. I uh, slept with my contacts in Saturday because I went out as Mr. Clean for Halloween. And Mr. Clean doesn't wear glasses, so I wore my contacts and stayed at Bridget's place and forgot to bring a case, so I slept with them in. So my eyes are, like, really not Whoa. fun today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're daily disposables, so you can do that. But it's the, And I don't wear them very often because they're very uncomfortable due to the medication that I'm on. So anyway, yeah, let's just say it was not a wise decision on my part. 
<laughs> I'm feeling my aller, my eyes feel very allergy like today. And gotcha, I don't know. Gotcha. You, you notice the background's changed a little mm-hmm. bit. It's because the I spent most of the weekend building out the new studio. And let me just bring in the other camera here so you can get an idea of what we're looking at. I've got, as you can see, two new monitors, two big 32 curved and new sound isolation and a whole lot more desk space here. Yeah, things are things are coming together slowly but surely. Yeah. I will eventually get this done. Hopefully by the end of the week, I'll have it all done. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, yeah you know, you're looking good. Looking good. Ah, you can see right. part of my sound baffle in the background over my shoulder there, right there. Yes, yeah. that's that's. Um, Indeed. That, that'll uh, be the I've, green screen isolation booth behind me. Okay, cool. I have had an interesting weekend where uh, everything weird that could possibly happen happened. I, yep, I went to my first curling bond spiel in forever because COVID. And of course, the day before the bond spiel, it was 20 degrees Celsius. The day of the bond spiel was 17 degrees Celsius. So of course, again, condensation leaking from the roof, bumps on the ice, tons of flies all over the place. In fact... I was doing a takeout at one point for three. If I made it, it would have been three points for us. And as I'm sliding out, and when you're on your path, you can't turn, you're on a path, you're committed. A fly lands on the ice, gets run over by my rock, and goes, whoop. It's weird. I swear. And then another part where the water fell and there was a bump again, I was going for a perfect takeout through the rock perfectly, hits the thing, moves three inches that way, and starts going. The ice lies in curling, you know. The ice was unreadable. We finished dead last. (laughs) The 16 Mm. teams. We lost both games. The other team got into double digits. So not not, not an ideal day is what you're saying. No. Socially, great for the curling. Total waste of time. (laughs) And then next weekend, I'm going to be a standardized patient for uh, pharmacy students. Who were doing an exam. Mm-hmm. So uh, we went to go do the training. And as we got to the training, normally we could just enter the building, but we couldn't enter the building because there was a biohazard event. Yes, I kid you not. <laughs> and then yesterday I do groceries and I bought milk. And when I got back home, I literally had a bag of milk. A bag of milk. milk. Yeah. The three bags were pierced. I had a bag of milk. Oh. I didn't follow along. Yeah, bag of milk. Okay. That's how it comes around Ontario. What's going on this weekend, man? (laughs) So, anyway, yes, swatting a fly with a curling block seems like a bit of overkill. I agree. Because I'm like sitting there like this. And I'm sliding and I'm like so committed and it's a takeout. So I got speed. So it's not like I can pull back or stop the rock. And I'm thinking like, no fly, get out of the way. And then I think, shit, my shot. How do I adjust? And there's nothing you can do. And I just watch it happen in slow motion. Oh, God, that was the difference between scoring three and <laughs> having one go against you. And we were already down by five. <laughs> so yeah, it was a weird weekend. But I also had got to go to an audition for We Will Rock You. It went really well. I actually got a really nice compliment. Because when it comes to musicals, I'm a dancer first, then an actor, then a singer. Like, 
singing is really new. The choirs really helped, but I didn't, when I went to my first audition, I didn't know if I could carry a tune, to be totally honest. And I had been told a couple of times, don't sing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But they said, yeah, you have a really nice musical theater voice. Okay. So I'll take that as a win. Yeah, I did. But of course they wanted some rock. So I, when they said that, my mind went, oh my God, so I, I can gravel it up if you want. And they said, I'll show us. And then I did something. I was like, oh, because I I went for belting. Right? right. But I went very clear, well, as clear as I can with this kind of voice. But really opening my mouth when I was singing to make sure I pronounced every syllable. <laughs> so, oh yes, beautiful musical theater voice. Yeah, quite a compliment. I am training with Holly, who's our choir director, who's also a vocal coach, who is also you know, a specialist in early music and whatnot, has uh, mm-hmm. helped this baby out. That's a compliment I never thought I'd get. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Take so, it you can get it. Fingers crossed, I think I did well enough for at least chorus. They asked me, it says here that you'd be willing to take anything. And I just looked at them and said, yeah, I just want to be invited to the party. <laughs> and it's you like Queen? It's like, yeah, I do. And plus in musical theater, there's very few opportunities to sing rock. Yes, this is true. So it's like the one I don't have. The compliment about the musical theater voice surprised me because I don't have the voice where I open my mouth and Disney princesses just fall out. So it's oh, finally a rock one. You know, that would be freaky. Yeah. But there's some men that who sing you know, like Joss Groban, right? That everything's mm. so clear and beautiful and soaring. And it's okay, this is sometime this is where we can have some growl and some some sand and gravel in the voice. It's rock. So it's like that I can do. Yeah. <laughs> I think I did well enough for chorus at least. And fingers crossed for everything else, because they really liked my attitude when I said I just want to be invited to the party. So I think they liked me. So, hey, all right, let's hit some news. Ah, there's Mr. Clean. Mr. Clean on Saturday night. (laughs) I was handing out magic erasers to people. It was real easy. I just shaved everything, took Africa out of my ear and just went with a single ring. And yeah, Uh, it was pretty straightforward. (laughs) People right away. Because it was cold out, right? It was quite cold. So I'm, yeah. I'm wearing a, a hat and I had my big sheepskin coat on. And I look like a pimp, uh, for want of a better term. Big pimp and coat. Showed up. So we went to the Carlton Tavern. There was a, a band playing, a really good band. And uh, I walked in, took the coat off, and it was like, it's Mr. Clean. <laughs> you just put that 50 Cent song in my head, P-I-M-P. Yeah, I could hear just see walking in. <laughs> I had a TNEB baseball cap I was wearing, and I, I just left it on the table there so somebody gets a little promo product. You know. um, clever, clever. Because they're putting the stickers around here. Oh, and I have Mateo's envelope. I just have to address it. Could you resend me the address? Because I can't find it. I will do that. I will do that. I'll send it out uh, today. Okay. We have news, kids. Now, what time's our heart out, Mr. Grizzly? 7.45. 7.45. Okay, so we've got half an hour of news, so let me hit you with it. Let's see, where do we start? Okay, labor news. Lots of labor news. In the United States, the United Auto Workers expanded its strike against GM with an additional 4,000 employees joining in, even as it reached a tentative deal with Stellantis. 
The UAW president called the deal a major victory for the 14,000 union workers, and a similar deal was reached with Ford last week. In Canada, similar things are going on. And basically, there were talks between Stellantis and Unifor. That's the company, I guess, that they're using for... I thought they were using Ford for the template in Canada, so maybe they have a deal with Ford already and they're continuing on here. But those talks went down to the wire and the deal, no deal was reached by 11.59 Eastern time yesterday. The workers are on strike. Greater than 8,000 people are currently striking against Stellantis, which is the parent company of Chrysler, Jeep, and Dodge. Uniform wants a deal that secures a new vehicle plant in Brampton and wants clarity on what's next for the Windsor minivan plant and its 4,500 employees. Also, negotiating rights to form a local at the new electric battery plant in Windsor and fair wages are topics for discussion. Unifor says it has secured historic deals with Ford and GM. There we go. That include a 20% raise over the next three years. So Stellantis is the last of the three. In the United States, it's a GM who's the holdout. And in Canada, it's Stellantis. But in both nations, it seems that the, they're getting fairly sizable deals because a 20% raise over three years is decent money and will help with uh, gain some ground back after the inflation rise over the last bit, and especially interest rate rise if people have mortgages. So that will help a lot. Bank of Canada, however, maybe banging its head <laughs> against the desk because they're really trying to bring wages down. But hey, people got to eat and people are going to fight for it. Pay people what they're worth. Mm. Yep. And in more labor news, the week-long strike by workers who operate the St. Lawrence Seaway in Ontario and Quebec is over. So once again, Minister of Labor Seamus Oregon Jr.'s strategy of not rushing in on day one to save business and allow them to actually use the negotiating process mm -hmm. as it was intended resulted in a deal. It's amazing how just letting things play out as they should rather mm -hmm. than interfering. Yeah. Again, conservatives, oh yeah, we like free markets until the free markets do something you don't like, like demand to be paid. So a tentative deal was reached uh, last night between Unifor, again, they're really busy. It represents uh, 360 workers who work for the St. Lawrence Seaway or on the St. Lawrence Seaway and management. So the Seaway is fully reopened as of 7 a.m. Eastern uh, today, 19 minutes ago. There you go. And now it'll be a question, of course, as was the case in BC, having some extra staff or extra shifts to get rid of the backlog that has accumulated over the last week. Hopefully, this deal will stick unlike the one in British Columbia where they, they went back and forth about two, three times. So they thought they had a deal and then they didn't. And the minister got particularly PO'd and <laughs> put his foot down. But this one, I think if people are learning, I think that the employer probably is deciding not to take the PR hit and probably did a deal that both sides will keep. Let's say or not want to renegotiate right away or try to, at the last minute, try to get a little more. So, because it, that caused everyone to panic again and then start calling for heads to roll and that kind of stuff. So the minister's so incompetent. And you know, remember, Pierre was out with that. So I'm hoping this one just stays. But 
again and again and again and again, this government proved, and as we showed on the last show in that interview, Minister O'Regan Jr. was not even considering intervention. At this point, it was just not. He was very adamant about that. Yep. It was not on the table at all. Yep. No, no. And he was, actually, I love the look on his face, like taken aback at the question. What? Yeah. No, we're not doing that. Offended by the question almost. Yes, absolutely. Yep. That's, again, don't vote for assholes. Vote for people who do that. That's the guy you want in your corner. I'm just saying. Conservatives wanted people to go back to work. The business community wanted people to go back to work. Because if the government does not say, under all that pressure, no, let the process play out. Oh, gee, there's all these calls to people go back to work. Gee, my popularity will take a hit. I guess I'm going to force you back to work. And that's not on your side. And that's the default conservative position. So, uh, <laughs> just, yeah, it's not what they say. It's what they do. It's what they do. Because they say one thing and always do another. Mm-hmm. Always. And people don't seem to realize that. Mm-hmm. And and this day and age of instant information at your fingertips 24-7 would make one think that we'd be a much brighter, smarter populace with all of that available. However, as we've discovered, that is not the case because there's more people today that believe the earth is flat. Yes. Yeah, you say a lot. We have all this information and yet for some reason here we are. Dumber than... <laughs> In Alberta, the legislature finally sits for the first time following the election. Not settled us with for four years, unless somewhere along the way, somebody out David Parker's David Parker and turfs her butt too. Because these people, it's like mafia, but without the loyalty, right? Mm-hmm. Alberta Finance Minister Nate Horner talking about the CPP pushing the Alberta mythology, again, Alberta conservative mythology, again, because not all Albertans, quote, does the population of four and a half million have to prop up every program in the country? Oh. Dude, seriously. (laughs) CPP, by design, is a program where younger people transfer wealth to older people. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just not serious. You have a younger population because you have very much a very big migrant worker population within the country, people that come from all over to work Mm -hmm. there for a time, work really hard for a good number of years, make a decent amount of money, save it, invest it wisely, and go back home. That's your economy. That sounds like a you problem. I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> Gil McGowan, president of the, the Alberta Federation of Labor, who I keep on asking, come on our show. Because <laughs> I'd really love to inter- well, interview. We, we don't do so much interviews as to have conversations, but would love to have a conversation with him. He says, the people who know pensions, they are horrified by the proposal. It's dangerous and it needs to be fought both tooth and nail by working people here in Alberta and workers across the country. Because 
when we're that hashtag that's going around, hounds off my CPP, that's not just Alberta. She's coming for all of ours. Okay. She wants 53% of the fund, number one, which is ridiculous on its face. It's, I don't even know why. It, it hasn't even been established that she needs the fund because all Alberta pensioners who would be getting the funds out of CPP, even if an APP is created, would still get their CPP when they retire if their money mm -hmm. remained in it. So the premise that money even needs to be taken out of the CPP to begin with, to start to fund an APP, I'm not convinced of that. And if you want to do that, Alberta, you do have a heritage savings fund or trust or what it is yes. that you called that has about, I think, $18 billion in it. Use that as your seed money for an APP. Well, Use your own damn money. That fund, which was the basis for the uh, fund that Norway has, mm -hmm. they designed it after that. Unlike, unlike Norway, though, that was a brilliant design, but the problem was Norway, the problem in Alberta was they stopped contributing to it. And then they started dipping into it. years ago. Yes. Whereas in Norway, all they've ever done is just grow the fund. And it's there if it's ever, they didn't even draw on it during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Norway's the richest country in the world. Yep. They're going to table legislation this week to try to bring this thing down. You've got people like Rick Bell who said this dog won't hunt. And again, people in Alberta say, because Rick Bell is not a liberal. No. So if he's saying this dog, if Rick Bell is saying it won't hunt, uh, this won't hunt. Of course, the government of Alberta is telling people that they will save up to $1,425 in payroll deductions. Yeah, I guess so. Because when you have a report that says that you're only entitled to 16 or 17% of it, again, mm -hmm. if at all, but 16 to 17%, let's say if you were going to take it and you come out saying, hey, we're taking 53, I guess with that excess money, you can afford to give everybody a $1,425 annual payroll deduction. It's not because the fund is sound. It's because <laughs> you're funding it with stolen money. Like a whole metric shit ton of it. Like more than double. Even more than triple. Under what you're entitled. Even if you were entitled to that in the first part. Because again, it has not been established. That money needs to be drawn from the CPP to start an APP. No. So yeah. They're going to start that process. Of course, Pierre Polyev says that they should stay in the CPP. Doug Ford apparently is not having it at all. And of course, Doug Ford is really happy to have this issue again to change the channel. Flight. Luckiest SOB on the planet, this man. Being handed an issue. To... Before his luck runs out. Though. I know. It's like it can't last but forever. Just being it's gone on for a long time. Handed an issue again to say that he's the champion of the little guy. Right on a silver platter. We know and something you can talk about every freaking day. Yes, of course. It's just, what does it take to get this fucker? <laughs> Sorry, pardon my language. But I don't know. just I cannot know. believe this man's luck. Seriously. Uh. All right. So, yeah. Going on in Alberta and also going in Alberta, it seems that there are um, some tensions within the Take Back uh, Alberta movement. 
there have been lots and lots of, I think, Nate from Breakdown, if you have been following his feed, yeah. has been hosting. <laughs> oh, I read. Oh. I was trying to find the feed. I just couldn't find it. I went on his page and I wasn't able to find it. He had a whole thread of a letter from former CFO of Take Back Alberta, who was accused David Parker of malfeasance. Lee, don't say. Look, I, I'm not holding. I When David was on Dean's show the other day, I didn't hold back in the chat on what I thought of him. Mm -hmm. And he tries to he tries to come off like a somewhat decent human, but I'm like, I've heard his speeches. I've watched him spew hate to a public audience. So no, nothing that comes out of his mouth is true. Not in a, not in a forum like this, because I've watched him blatantly lie and then get up on stage somewhere in Calgary and just spew hatred for 45 minutes. Yeah. So the guy's full of shit. Yeah. He's again, right there, the constant fighting with each other. It's really oh, something. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's something to see. It's hilarious. If you can chat for a bit there, Mr. Grizzly, I'll be with you in a second. Sure. Yeah, no, no problem. I think I'm going to need to take an antihistamine. My eyes are really bothering me this morning. This is not fun, suffering allergies at, but it's almost November. <laughs> and here I am just dying at the moment. Now, I'm self-induced, I believe, because I wore my contacts too long and slept with them. But that difficulty that creates is that now I am suffering horribly and just feeling a lot of pain. I do want to bring up a, a quick subject that I think... Uh, we should deal with because it is in the news. It's newsworthy. And I was going to leave it till the end, but um, I have a moment now, so I think I'll bring it in now. And that is the uh, passing of uh, Matthew Perry over the weekend. This thing I've put on the screen here, I'll read it for the folks listening to the audio-only version. Uh, I've had a lot of ups and downs in my life. I'm still working through it personally, but the best thing about me is that if an alcoholic or drug addict comes up to me and says, will you help me? I will always say, yes, I know how to do that. I will do that for you, even if I can't always do it for myself. So I do that whenever I can in groups or one-on-one. -on -one. And I created the Perry House in Malibu, a sober living facility for men. I also wrote my play, The End of Longing, which is a personal message to the world, an exaggerated form of me as a drunk. I had something important to say to people like me and to people who love people like me. When I die, I know people will talk about friends, and I'm glad of that. Happy I've done some solid work as an actor, as well as given people multiple chances to make fun of my struggles on the World Wide Web. But when I die, as far as my so-called accomplishments go, it would be nice if friends were listed far behind the things I did to try to help other people. I know it won't happen, but it would be nice. Matthew Langford. Perry, 54 years old, uh, sadly passed away over the weekend, and I don't even know what the cause was. I'm waiting to find out. Uh, I believe it was drowning in his hot tub. I don't know if it was from a heart attack or not. We're waiting to find out. But sad, sad news out of uh, California for former Ottawa resident, lifetime Ottawa Senators fan, and he was an LA Kings fan because he's living in Los Angeles. Drowned in the hot tub is what we're told, Jillian. I don't, that's all I know. They've not released anything else. There was no drugs in his system. 
apparently. They've not done a full autopsy. It's no drugs on the scene, no alcohol or drugs on the scene. Hopefully, hopefully it was just when you has, have abused your circulatory system for as many years as he did via drugs and alcohol, sometimes heart just can't pump anymore. And I think that's what the case was with, with Matthew Perry on the weekend. Yeah. And I think we believe he was found dead, drowned in his jacuzzi. If you in like very hot water and your heart has to pump a little harder. And so yes, could very much have something to do with that. I just, there was, though he had a tough time for a period, he seemed to have been getting through on the other side and he had his memoir that he wrote that was very popular bestseller. Mm -hmm. Can't remember the title of it off the top of my head. Friends, lovers and the big terrible yeah. thing. And when, as I was listening to the, the tributes and stuff like that, there was one quote of his at the end where he was saying, I would like to be remembered as somebody who lived well, loved well, was a seeker and his paramount thing is he wants to help people. Uh, mm -hmm. and at the end, I would say he achieved that, but it's a huge yeah. loss. Yeah. Did, yeah. And I, I noticed uh, Rhiannon put a, a comment in here. I'll, I'll put it on the screen for those who uh, want to read it. I'll read it out loud though. They're waiting for toxicology results. They found some prescriptions related to antidepressant and COPD. Staying in a hot tub for long periods can be dangerous. He was playing pickleball four to five times a week. Did you know he was a nationally ranked tennis player in this country when he was younger? I did not know that. Yes. Oh, yeah. He was, yeah, he was quite an exceptional tennis player, actually. Yeah, he was nationally ranked when he was quite young. His father, his birth father, Matthew John Perry, was the Old Spice Man. And his <sighs> stepfather, yeah, he was the Old Spice Guy. And his stepfather is Keith Morrison. Yes. The journalist, Keith Morrison. Yeah. Yes, very good journalist. And he went to uh, elementary school with uh, Justin Trudeau. Yep, yep, absolutely. Big Blue Jays fan as well. He spent the better part of his childhood here up until the age of 15. That's when he moved to LA to be with his father. The formative years were spent here. Oh yes. No, he came back to Ottawa frequently. Mm -hmm. And it's funny, the Hollywood connections that this city has. Yeah. I remember a, a bunch of years ago, Tom Cruise was on the Oscars and he talked about growing up in Ottawa, Canada, when I used to play ice hockey and I was like, yep, it was true. It's true. He did. He did. He did. Yeah. Oh man. And. And then just other celebrity connections. It's like the most, one of the famous ones when Mike Fisher was playing for the Sands and he was dating Carrie Underwood. So was, we had a, a, a Taylor Swift type thing <laughs> before well, Taylor Swift was big. When they first started dating, she had no idea how popular hockey is in this country. Because mm -hmm. she didn't grow up a hockey fan. Right? She is now. But she had no idea. And one day they were walking through the Rideau Center and my sister was with my mother in the Rito Center. My sister goes, oh my God, is that Carrie Underwood? And my, sister, my mom's, who cares? There's Mike Fisher. <laughs> and Carrie Underwood was shocked because everybody came to get Mike Fisher's autograph and we're pushing her out of the way to meet him, which I'm like, yeah, that, that tracks. That tracks. That tracks. Yeah. Oh, hi, you're like, famous. Mike. Mike, how you doing? <laughs> yeah, that's, you're lovely. You're lovely, love your music, music. Mike. Yeah. Fisher. <laughs> Curlers are the same way, I think. It's like you yeah. go to a curling event like this and all of a sudden Craig Savile walking the hills or Benny Hebert. It's like, damn. <laughs> no idea who those people oh. are, but sure. Wonderful people. Uh, the, one, so one of the things I like about curling, the, the people who are on TV are still accessible. So sometimes 
sometimes it happens rarely, but sometimes it happens. They actually show up at mm. your club. Right. Mm. So when I was playing at the Ottawa curling club, we had this event at the end of the year called the Gordy Perry. So it's end of April, beginning of May. So the main competitive season is open and sometimes people were there. So when we had it in 2010, Cheryl Bernard was there and somebody else was there and they had their, their silver medals from the Vancouver Olympics with them. You know, yeah, and there was another one time I was there that was a Craig Saville, who's a le legend in Canadian curling and one of the sweetest men, just universally loved. I believe he had to stop it because of an illness, if I remember correctly, closing dinner, sitting right at his table with him and his wife. Just mm. chatting, that's I'm sitting there just because I decided to enter bond spiel. Like it's just crazy how that happens. So, you know, when you go to something like the Briar or whatnot, like this, and you see them walking the halls or whatnot, if they're not in the game or going to a practice one, they'll stop and talk to people and say, Hey, Ben. They'll just, yeah, they're great people. It's a, mm. it's a great sport that way. Okay, let's see. We need to wrap it up. So you have a hard out. Now, kids also, there's that thing about, oh, what's his name? William in Alberta, who had that exchange with Daniel Smith that I really wanted to talk about, but I didn't want it because we had a short uh, amount of time. Uh, I didn't want to rush it through. So uh, it's not that I've forgotten it because uh, it's a big deal. Uh, so hopefully I will be able to get it on another show. But uh, uh, in case it slips my mind uh, in the chat, please remind me because uh, I do want to, to, to bring that to you because that was a m major moment. All right, kids, that's the end of this episode of the Daily Beaver Morning Show here on the Cryer Media Network. We hope that you love listening to us because we love making this for you. Because sharing is caring. Please tell your peeps and poops all about us. And because democracy is something that you do, if you can donate to the Red Cross, that would be great. Remember, if you live in the Northwest Territories, you have a territorial election coming on uh, November 14th, so about two weeks away. Make sure you vote early if you can. And if you're planning uh, to go vote, plan your vote and bring a friend with you because friends don't let friends do democracy alone. Right? Well, let's see. If you would like to make sure you don't miss an episode, please go to our pod page. That's our pod page sponsored by The Ray Girl. www.podpage.com slash the true north eager beaver, lowercase letters with a hyphen between each one of those words. If you subscribe there, when there's something fresh off the bandwidth, fresh off the bandwidth, we will come directly to you. And since you like subscribing, why not go to our true north eager beaver media incorporated YouTube page where you can make like Kit Elaine and smash those buttons, share, subscribe our three favorite words other than Mr. Grizzly free beer today yes and if you would like to help us with those other three favorite words free beer today that squiggly right by mr grizzly's head right there brings you to our coffee page that's coffee ko-fi.com slash eager beaver lowercase letters all in one word and that's where you will find the beaver lodges tip jar where you can contribute to our emergency hydration fund in other words give us free beer today it's a sweet deal. Like <laughs> we work for beer. <laughs> All right. From the Beaver Lodge, this is your eager beaver saying, it could be a tough world out there, so please be kind too and gentle with yourself. Mr. Grizzly, some words of wisdom, please. A 16-second video clip to sum it up, I think. Hmm. No audio with it, just a clip of Matthew Perry waving. Very proud of his Ottawa Senators. Hmm. I don't know what's going on with the feed there, but...
Yeah, that's. I guess the internet wants to keep him around for longer. <laughs> so it would seem. It's really. So it would seem. Please roll them credits. You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver Media Podcast. The True North Eager Beaver Podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum, and the Peppermaster, Hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. All right, kids, and make sure that you have your candy stocked up because according to Statistics Canada, 4.2 million <laughs> What the hell? It's Halloween. <laughs> oh. Uh. 4.2 million children are of prime trick-or-treating age and a few of us that have never grown up either. So uh, make sure you're stocked up. All right. Like, yes. See ya. <laughs> Come on a journey like no other, where you will discover many rogues that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey Into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, 
Almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com.